You're listening to the Right Ordered Life Podcast, episode number 36. Even if you're around people all day, your family, work colleagues, you can still feel lonely. It's interesting because loneliness is a topic that never comes up when I'm talking to family and friends. And that's probably your experience too. You're not walking around saying, I feel lonely today. How lonely do you feel? It's too vulnerable. But I know this feeling of loneliness exists because I hear it from my clients and I read about it in human behavior studies. So how do you feel wanted and connected even if right now you feel lonely? That's coming up. I'm Stacy Santiago and I'm here because I see you. If you're hearing my voice right now, chances are you're disappointed, grumpy, and honestly sick and tired of not having the time and energy to do it all. Here's the deal. I know that most days it feels too hard to be a good mom who successfully keeps her family and job going. It's normal to feel this way. I've been exactly where you are. As a board certified coach and licensed professional counselor, I've helped hundreds of clients connect with God, be happy at home, and do meaningful work without running out of time or energy. When you tune in each week, you're going to learn proven tools to live a right ordered life of faith, family, and purpose that you want to wake up to each day. Have you ever thought to yourself, no one can help me? No one would even understand what's going on in my head and what I feel. I have. And it just feels lonely sometimes. It can feel like everything is on you. You're stuck in quicksand and no one knows you need a rope. This kind of thinking no one can understand or help or would want to help pushes me in one of two ways. The first is outward. Depending on what I need, I'll go and find a professional I think can help me. And this can be a fantastic route as I've worked with some amazing coaches, an IFS therapist, a spiritual director. But honestly, most of the time I go in the second direction, inward. I'm an internal processor by nature. And so I tend to untangle my thoughts and emotions using personal tools, which I'll tell you all about. My friend, It's time to talk about feeling lonely. Too much is at stake. And there's so much needless, unredemptive suffering. After years of learning about and deepening my faith, mindset, and breakthrough skills, I want to help you feel more wanted, connected, and just less alone. The dictionary defines lonely as being without company, cut off from others, Sadness from being alone, producing a feeling of bleakness or desolation. Loneliness happens when your social connections don't meet your need for emotional intimacy. Do any of these words resonate with you? Now, this description might not fit you to a T, but I'm pretty sure you've experienced feeling unheard, unseen, and that no one really understands you or your point of view. A 2020 Harvard research study reported that 36% of Americans said they feel frequent loneliness. It's even higher for moms with young children at 51%. A Forbes report states as high as 58% of Americans feel lonely consistently. 58%! 
one of the three things our subconscious mind is always striving for is approval. And when you feel lonely because you've been rejected or fear being rejected, your sense of approval is always missing. It's a big empty hole and that causes pain. Definitions and reports aside, loneliness hurts. You start wondering, what's wrong with me? And as self-esteem declines, your inner critic pipes up with negative self-talk that you believe is true more than ever. Life can get very dark. It can feel like there's no solution that will ever work. Here's the thing. We are making mistakes that help loneliness crop up just like water and fertilizer fuel a garden. We stay so busy that we don't pay attention to our emotional needs. We see a full calendar and can't imagine how we could feel lonely with so much going on. And we cover it up with feel-good band-aids, fueling the pleasure-seeking missile that is our human nature. We turn to coping mechanisms and distractions like TV, social media, shopping, food, work, busyness, and more. Why are we making these mistakes? Well, before you know it, it's easy to get trapped into working too many hours. And whether you're working or not, it's so easy to get absorbed in the kids and to not have enough adult friend time. And this one's not your fault. Having little to no self-reflection time. I hear from clients all the time that they grew up in a family that didn't talk about their feelings, didn't write in a journal, never spoke about being aware of your needs and how to meet them. So it's very possible that you're unaware of your needs. And even if you are aware, you don't know how to fix what's missing. I bet you don't want to go walk up to people and say, will you be my friend and talk about deep, vulnerable stuff? (laughs) Am I right? We just don't talk about it. The threat of embarrassment and rejection are too great. And if talking about feeling lonely means that you're vulnerable, inadequate, even pathetic, yeah, you'd rather go dig a ditch or stick your head in the sand. And so our conversations with people just hover on the surface. No tools or skills are developed to fill the emotional gap. My friend, you need to know that loneliness has consequences. If you're not concerned for yourself right now, someone you know, your child, friend, sister, may be struggling with loneliness that amplifies depression, anxiety, stress, lack of sleep, alcoholism and drug use, obesity and other physical diseases, and in severe cases, suicide. So how do you go from feeling lonely to wanted? and connected. The first and second steps actually have nothing to do with other people. If your plan is to first find other people to fill up your connection cup, you might have some spotty success, but it's not sustainable. So let's start with what is sustainable. Choose God as your number one friend first. Make him your deepest, most frequent confidant. Go to him. Let him fill you. Let him speak to you. And if you're Catholic like I am, you know you have a mother and friend in Mary, the mother of our Lord. John 6.35 says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And Jesus thirsts for us. 
Listen to this part of a letter written by Mother Teresa. I know what is in your heart. I know your loneliness and all your wounds, the rejections, the judgments, the humiliations. I carried it all before you, and I carried it all for you so you could share my strength and my victory. I know above all your need for love, how much you are thirsting for love and tenderness. I love you more than you can imagine, to the point of dying on a cross for you. I thirst for you. Yes, that is the only way to even begin to describe my love for you. I thirst for you. I thirst to love you and to be loved by you. So precious are you to me that I thirst for you. Come to me, and I will fill your heart and heal your wounds. I will make you a new creation and give you peace even in your trials. And so that is from Mother Teresa, of course, in the words of Jesus. And I don't know about you, but a God who feels that way about me, who truly wants me and wants to be with me, I want to spend time with him before I look to anyone else. The second step is know, like, and be comfortable with yourself. I know this isn't easy. Bottom line, though, if you don't value and like who you are, it doesn't matter how many people connect with you. They can't fill that void. It must come from the inside out. Too many women don't like what they see in the mirror or what they hear in their self-talk when they're alone. And most women I speak with tell me they feel at least one of these things. A failure in multiple areas of life, not good enough, or a hot mess. Let's change that. One tool I've talked about in previous episodes, which I love and is a total client favorite because it's crazy powerful, is the 50 stack of awesome. That's where you write 50 reasons why you're awesome. Not just validated achievements and things other people say about you or would agree with. It's just your reasons, your reasons. And they can be as simple as, I'm a really good singer. Or, I keep the house clean and organized. It can be anything. Nobody's judging this. And it's not so that you feel better than other people. It's so you believe the truth about yourself instead of the lies that creep into your thoughts. So think about these first two steps. If you deepen your relationship with Jesus and you like and value yourself, you've made huge gains toward feeling wanted and connected. If you work at this, you will feel the difference. And now the third step does involve other people. It's putting yourself out there. The first way to put yourself out there is small ways. This is simple and it's often in response to seeing a need or hearing a prompt from the Holy Spirit. I'll give you an example. When I was on retreat last year, I was clearing my plate after breakfast in the cafeteria and noticed a woman kind of standing there off to the side with wet hair. And it was still pretty chilly in the morning. I very clearly and firmly heard the Holy Spirit say, ask her if she needs a hairdryer. Ask her if she needs a hairdryer. I'm so glad I went up and asked her because she didn't bring a hairdryer and she needed one. And from there we talked honestly about real stuff, stayed connected, and now she's a beautiful friend I'm so grateful for. The second way of putting yourself out there is to go deeper. When you're with a friend or family member, 
bring up a deeper topic, something you're discerning or that's weighing on you or you're wondering about. But make it about you and not a complaint about what someone else is doing to you. Another way to go deeper is to be honest about what you want. For example, you might say to a friend, hey, it means a lot to me when you reach out. Just even a text. I'd really like to have consistent touch points with each other. What can I do to support you and show you some love? Going deeper is not just a strategy for friends. It is absolutely effective in repairing your relationship with your husband. If you need support in your marriage and want to fast-track healing and connection, I've got a lot to share with you. I call it the husband dynamic. Reach out to me and we can explore how I can help you with this. And finally, the third way to put yourself out there is new ways, a fresh initiation. For example, one of my clients is in a very demanding career. She's also a wife and a mother, and her schedule keeps her pretty isolated. So she decided to be very intentional in cultivating more meaningful connections. Specifically, she coordinated dinner with female colleagues, dinner with a neighbor, seeing a movie with her sister-in-law, and she went to networking meetings with interesting women at work and at conferences. I'm so proud of her. And she's feeling more connected than ever. She's laughing and enjoying getting to know really great women in a genuine way. Now, I want to point out something important. The strategy of putting yourself out there weaves together your need for connection with a focus on caring and compassion for others. That's important because we don't want to use other people. I've fallen into that trap before unknowingly. It pushes people away when they feel like they're just an answer source or a help me switch you flip on whenever you need to vent or get some certainty. Okay, so you might be wondering, well, Stacy, what if I try to go deeper or make new friends and it doesn't work? Great question. Here's the key. If someone says no or ghosts you, it does not mean that you're not good enough. In fact, it's not about you at all. I've had people ghost me or even say, um, I'm going to focus on myself right now, so I don't want to talk anymore. That won't stop me. I turn back to God and make sure he's my number one. I make sure I'm nurturing my relationship with my husband and I wait for the next movement of the Holy Spirit. And it's okay because I've already decided that because Christ is my best friend, my cup is mostly full. I just need a little topping off now and then from some sweet little humans. Does that make sense? Your experience with connection depends on your strategy. Seeking connection from the inside out and the meaning you make about how people respond. Listen as I say that again. It's important. Your experience depends on your strategy. Seeking connection from the inside out. And it depends on the meaning you make about how people respond. In summary, when the source of feeling wanted and connected becomes God, yourself, and then putting yourself out there, your risk of going deeper will yield a very meaningful reward of love, support, and emotional intimacy. Christ is the hidden, buried treasure. He is the pearl of great price. We can trust the Lord has a plan for us to know his love and the love of others he places in our life. 
And when we place our trust and hope in him, we can be confident our loneliness will be met with more connection, acceptance, and love than we could ever imagine. Romans 5.5 says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. So hope, my friend, and follow these three steps. Choose God as your number one friend and cultivate a deep personal relationship with him. Two, know, like, and be comfortable with yourself. And three, put yourself out there in new ways, deeper conversation topics, being honest about what you want in a relationship, networking, and initiating new relationships. All right, my friends, shifting from loneliness to feeling wanted and connected doesn't happen overnight. It takes self-knowledge, courage, commitment, and practice. It's okay if you feel wobbly about how to do this right now. The very, very first step is awareness. And if you're still listening right now, I'd say you're aware. And that's a win. If you're feeling lonely and have fear or resistance to taking any of the steps I outlined for you here today, especially know, like, and be comfortable with yourself, because that can be really hard, reach out to me. This is what I do day in and day out. Help women go from unhappy, stuck, low self-esteem, fearful, to joyful, clear, and empowered on the path to design a life that puts a smile on your face as you pop out of bed with energy each morning. In just one simple step of booking a call with me, you change the tide from going it alone to allowing me and the Lord to listen and provide a solution. You can grab a time on my calendar through the link at the top right of stacysantiago.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Your time and my time is valuable, so we'll do nothing less than uncover what's keeping you stuck and blow your mind with a clear path forward. And by the way, if you've ever got a question you'd like to ask me, I'm a real human and I love helping you. I respond personally on Facebook where you can find me at Stacy Santiago and send me a DM or you can write me directly at Stacy at stacysantiago.com. I look forward to seeing your name in my messages soon. Coming up next week on the show, I'm making a bold statement. Take care of yourself before you clean your home. What? No, I'm not kidding. I'm going to show you how to make yourself a priority and enjoy regular self-care like reading a book, taking a nap, going for a hike, getting a massage, something that takes care of you without feeling guilty or selfish, even if your home is a mess. So go share the show with your friends and let them know that's coming up next week and invite them to tune in with you and learn how to connect with God, be happy at home, and do meaningful work too. I'll see you back here next week, my friend. And until then, celebrate that you are one step closer to living your right-ordered life.